That might be a copyright issue. <laughs> Funnily enough, I do have an anecdote about that song involving an Uber. I can't. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why it's in my head because you... No, you haven't told me about this though. No, I texted you live when it was happening. Oh, okay. Yes. No, you did. You did. Maybe that's why it came to my brain. It was the day after end of term drinks. Yeah. That song, it's an if you know, you know. Yeah. Look... I think if you aren't attuned to the song tastes of the sort of early to mid-2000s, that's not something I can help you with. It's too late for you. If you never paid 99 cents for a ringtone, you don't know. Sorry, expanding on that, not just the ringtone for your phone, but paying for the ringtones for the person, like when they call you. So Specific person, yeah. yes. Well, not just that. So like when... Say say you were calling me okay. instead of you hearing bring bring. Oh yeah, they you, hear it. You hear the tone. Classic. Whoa. Oh, back in the day. Take me back to two thousand and eight. I no, tried I'm to tell kidding. my students that it like cost money per text message when <laughs> we were kids. That blows their minds. They cannot, but they're also at the same time they're like, but who texts? I was like, I'm sorry, Wait, we what? weren't we weren't Snapchatting on a thirty three fifteen. No, it wasn't happening. <laughs> We've come back to this a couple of times about using. Phones that were from a very, very different um, technological era. They were very robust, though. Yeah, I yeah, they never broke. Well, never broke. Okay. Well, anyway, hello. welcome. Hello. <laughs> um, this is the Christmas episode. We're only just post Christmas, but between Christmas and New Year. If you're wondering approximately when we are recording, we have a prosecco. prosecco cheers. Cheers. Merry Christmas. Oh, can you hear that? Yeah, Probably. That's nice. That was nice. And we have a cracker each to hit us off. Yeah, okay. We're going to do Christmas crackers. I okay. bet you're going to win. All right. Ready, steady. Yep, you won. I won. What did um, you win? Tell us about it. So I bought bougie crackers this time. I've got it. Yeah, All of nice. the hats are pink, I think. I'm okay with that. So they I match because there's a nice sort of native floral design on it. I can't wear the hats because my head's too big. It Is can, it your head or your hair? It's my hair. It could perch around my yeah, bum. No, that's nice. That looks good. Um, and I've what got one? a sticker. That's nice. And I've got a joke. Would you like a joke? Please tell it to me. So all of the jokes are absolute trash because the jokes are also native floral themed. I That is a genre I'm into. Someone's committed to these. Okay. This was someone's copyright job. Like copywriting. Not, yeah, yeah. yeah no, okay. I've got you. Not stealing. What did the koala say to the hairdresser? I'm not sure. Eucalyptus. <laughs> no, get out. <laughs> I hope my joke is better. <laughs> I don't think it will be. Okay, you're done. Do you reckon I'm going to win? Surely. It was one, one I each, hope I right? Win. Yeah. Okay. Oh, rats. <laughs> I go. lost. Can I keep it? Yeah, you can All keep right, it. Oh, I also got a sticker. Ooh, mine's like a nice. Is it a Banksia? Yeah, no, that's lovely. That's yeah. nice. They're nice stickers. Yeah, I wonder if you can just buy the stickers. My hat. Yes, my hat is pink. I can confirm. I'm going to put it on right now. My head is... It's not my hair. It's actually my head that's too big. It's no. genuinely your head. It's my head. It's full of brains. When I went into hospital one time, my hair was way too big for the net. They have to put the mm. like, cap for mm-hmm. going into surgery. And so they really comically just kind of popped it over my top knot, but left my <laughs> head exposed. <laughs> That's so comic. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go on. (laughs) Okay, are you ready for this? Yes. What did one hungry plant say to the other hungry plant? I don't know. I could use a light snack. (laughs) What? I I don't even get it. What? Oh, like like, it needs light. Oh, duh. How is that worse? Photosynthesis joke. (laughs) (laughs) That's so much worse. I feel upset that I... I'm feeling a bit dumb that I didn't get that, actually. <laughs> oh, well, never mind. It's because, like, Stupid. it makes too much sense. I could use a light snack. And I'm like, oh, yeah, so so could I, except I've forgotten my box of barbecue shapes. <laughs> yeah, that was your one. And I'll come back to the barbecue shapes um, maybe in the next episode. All right, no worries. Okay, so we're here, we're here to talk about Christmas. Din da din din da din din da din din. Anyway, there's a few treats for you of our favourite Christmas songs. Maybe we'll sing Good King Winter Slice if you're all very good girls and boys. <laughs> I do. And anyone in between. Genuinely, I shouldn't sing. When I went to boarding school, there was a very good choir. 
all of my friends can sing. I know. I've seen a YouTube of it. Yeah. It, well, a YouTube of them went viral. Um, the choreography was always pretty camp and funny. But the actual singing was amazing. So there was just a choir and then there were the madrigals who were the the cream of the crop yep. in the choir. Yeah, gotcha. And people would spend the six years trying to audition to get into the choir. To be perfectly honest, the kids from like my previous public school who were the good singers in the school probably wouldn't have made choir. I, I'm so sorry. I absolutely believe you. I'm so sorry, but it's true. They wouldn't have made the cut. I didn't try and make choir. I know I'm a terrible singer, but we had to do a whole group number for a concert and we had to all sing for the Christmas carols concert and the music teacher who was also the choir master looked me dead in the eyes stopped everyone and he said sometimes it's better for the whole group if some individuals just sing in their head (laughs) (laughs) that's a mm, wow so I won't be singing for you as a reward me singing is a punishment I've been practicing Um, you well, not really, but I do teach junior primary school slash preschool. So I do a lot of singing daily all the time. And you would have had to do some kind of like singing Christmas concert type thing. I also used to um, run choir. Oh, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. Well, sorry. I'm going to clarify, actually. You know, I was part of a team that ran choir. Yeah, lovely. Mm. Sweetie yep. bees. God bless. God. Well, well Dol- Dolly, Dolly bless. bless. <laughs> Praise Dolly. Praise Pardon, be to Dolly. If you're not sure. Yeah, no, oh God, we love her. We do. We really look up to and um, are in awe of Dolly. Yeah, she mm, she's so important to me. She gives kids books to read. She's iconic. So we're going to talk about Christmas. We, we're going to start with the lead up to Christmas, which we were kind of fortunate this year. So our school term ended a whole full seven day week before Christmas. Boy, was it magnificent. We had a whole week. I've sometimes worked like in in the school up until Christmas is on the Saturday, up until the Wednesday. Yeah. Like I think the closest I ever came at school was the 22nd, maybe. Mm. Yes. And that is absolutely vile because to be honest, by the end of that term, I'm fortunate because all of my students, they don't have classes anymore, but we have run a whole ton of big events. So big graduations, formals, um, orientation day, things like that. If you're on class up until that few days before Christmas, though, things are indescribably foul, to be honest. Let me give you a little taster. It involves Please. having absolutely no resources because you've sent them all home. No books. You've given away all your like pencils and crayons and anything that kids have brought in. You've stacked all the tables and chairs. I remember in, a in the room. This kind of like feeling and smell mm. of the room being packed up in the lead up to Christmas. Everyone's like taking a chair outside with some like detergent and water, giving it a scrub down, washed out all the tote trays. Mm-hmm. Then you're trying to keep lit, like you know like a hundred odd kindy kids busy watching movies. Yep. For two days. And you have some kind of exec breathing down your neck trying to tell you that, like, your movies have to be justifiable pedagogically. You also have to move classroom at the same time. (laughs) Anyway, so we were fortunate. We had the full week, um, which meant I suppose we got to be present for the lead up to Christmas. And sometimes I think to myself, am I a Grinch? Okay, because I don't feel like... I get jolly and I love Christmas. And we can talk briefly about my decorations if you want. Um, I would love to. In that the, the day we met up to do some Christmas shopping for your family, which was not Christmas Eve, but the day before. I think it was the 23rd. Yeah, it was the 23rd. We met up to do Tom's shopping for his family. On a Friday in the school holidays. <laughs> on a Friday in the city centre in the school holidays. And I, the only things on my shopping list was like, I need something festive for the house. Just one, one something. And I didn't, in fact, buy anything in the end. It didn't go unnoticed by me. I couldn't bring myself to do it. And I just, I think it's not because I don't like Christmas. I just don't like the big, long, extended lead up. It exhausts me. I, just anecdotally speaking, I think that your Christmas tends to go for a very, very long time. Like, it's not just Christmas Day Mm-mm. for you. Like, it's it's an extensive event. I have... A bit like maybe an Indian wedding has sort of five days of celebrations. We have about a full week of kind of family events um, to the point that my mum's not, she's not satisfied with that. She wants to do New Year's Eve as well. 
<laughs> but I really need a day alone with a cat. I think you need to take some time off. Specifically my cat. Not just any cat. Not just any cat. I mean, any cat I would take probably, but my cat. So, yeah, we do um, like a Christmas Eve thing with my nuclear family. So mm-hmm. me and mum, grandma do our presents with each other. And the pets. And the pets. Uh, which I've started hosting at my house the last few years, which is really nice. And I like it. I like it because it spreads out the eating because our traditional Christmas breakfast was um, orange juice, Prosecco or champagne, croissants, pastries. Okay. Just quickly. They're obviously the breakfast of Christmas because yes. we'll come back to this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was traditionally our breakfast of Christmas. But then I also have a family who needs to prepare like a full roast. It's not Christmas unless many species of animal have died for the day. You've put your order in, in the butcher in late October, early November, yeah. at the latest. We have ordered the meat, especially. And it really only occurred to me this year that maybe not every family orders their meat ahead like that. I don't know. Well, I feel like that's something you saw firsthand with me and my family. <laughs> yeah, that's when it occurred to me. Um, so we've got to see the big lead up. And I think, yeah, you're right, because... I have the New Year's Eve. I have two New Year's Eve events, not New Year's Eve, Christmas Eve events now. So my nuclear family, then me and my cousins doing kind of drinks in the evening. Then the Christmas day is big Oof. Mm. Um, itself. That's big extended family. Yeah. Many animals have died situation. We often take in some Christmas orphans and then there'll be some kind of boxing day catch up with anyone who didn't make it to the Christmas it's the coffee filter days, like yeah. the last dregs. So we start doing yeah. the rounds of people that we missed out, either them visiting us, us visiting them. And then on the 29th, which usually marks the end of the celebrations, it's my grandma Val's birthday. Yes, she hit a significant number. Yeah, she's 93. So we've just done that uh, yesterday. And so, yeah, the celebration basically goes from the 23rd, 24th until the 29th. Oh, boy. And that's the last thing. Mm, that's, a, that's a lot of commitment. So the lead up <clears throat> exhausts me because I actually just can't. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to festively decorate my house yet. I don't want to be in the mental space of the Christmas for the six weeks beforehand. Well, Because I think the actual presence of having to be there is so like, I don't want to say like draining and exhausting because it's like, you know, it's nice to see all your family mm. and stuff. Well, sometimes if it. Depends who you are, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it, it actually is. It takes a toll. It's tiring. It is. Absolutely. Especially on the back of a school year. Oh, boy. It's so tiring. Because all you want to do is lay down for a week. And it's on the back of all of the social events that come at the end of the school year with the staff as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I work across two teams. So there's a Christmas thing for each team. There's lunches for each team. There's farewells. Then there's whole staff events. It's a lot. Mm. How did we navigate that? Because I don't know if we did similar things or different things. Um, well, there was that point where I said, so I had a couple of friends who wanted to go for dinner with you and me. Yes. Yeah. And I had to say, I almost messaged you and was like, I don't have capacity. Can you cancel it? But I bucked up and I did it myself. And I just said, look, and this is true. Like I could have made up an excuse as to why I couldn't be there or I was busy or whatever. I said, look, I am free on that night and I really do want to see you all, but I'm not going to be good company. Like I want to see you and enjoy it. And I'm just so run ragged that I had to, I had to honestly sit down and cancel some things. As a true testament to how, like how accurate that was in that particular group chat, I was so exhausted and so busy. I hadn't actually even opened the messages to see the invitation or the cancellations. (laughs) Yeah, so in the time it mm. yeah, we'd planned it and cancelled it before you even were able to message like, in. Open it and deal with it. Yeah. So I actually just had to cut some things off the list. I had to prioritize a little bit. I had to do that too. I had to be a bit cutthroat and go, no, I'm not doing that. Because I think Christmas becomes this like false deadline. So for people that you can see regularly, it's this sense of, oh, we have to do that by Christmas. Mm-hmm. We must get something in by Christmas. And and everything kind of escalates and gets all chock-a-block and it doesn't really need to be like that. I actually decided this year I was just not not going to have that. No. And I was so cool, calm and collected. You were a cucumber, cool I cucumber. I was not worried about it at all. On the 23rd when we met up to do the shopping together, which was lovely. Yeah, we had a great time. I got really there early. enjoyed it. We were there early, we had a coffee. 
Um, we sh- we shared a bacon and egg roll. Because we're old ladies now. <laughs> <laughs> and a bacon and egg roll each was going to make us feel sick for the shopping. We didn't want to be weighed down. We didn't want to be feeling gross. But half a bacon and egg roll. That was perfect. Perfect. We will be doing that again. Yeah, I really liked it. And I really respected the cafe who were, to be honest, slammed. Remembering to bring us an extra plate instead of cutlery. Yeah, because we weren't actually sitting directly in the cafe no, either. Like we it was a we bit to remember. Out. It was, and they didn't. I mean, I wasn't there when you ordered, but they didn't seem to have any qualms. No, they didn't. I just said, "Can I have another plate for that?" Because actually, we're going to share. And mm. she did look at me like, "Are you sure?" And I was like, "Yes, I'm sure." We're so sure. We're really sure. I do not want a whole bacon egg roll to myself. When I suggested it, your eyes lit up. Because I was thinking about it, but I was like, "I can't suggest that. That's crazy." No. But I'm so glad we did that. So we're, we're now the people splitting one sandwich between us. Uh, yeah, I like it. At cafes and we're thrilled about that. Um, so the shopping was fun. I had a great time. I had a great time. It was very hard. We did kind of reel ourselves in from just buying presents for ourselves. I think I... How many did I buy for myself? I can't remember. I don't... I the, bought a couple. You bought a couple. <laughs> you bought a couple. You also completely blew your budget. Budget. Yeah, in the end I went, oh, well, too bad. Because you said to me when we sat down, you said, I've told my family it's small things this year. Mm-hmm. I've told them $40 each. I said, because I've actually already bought myself expensive presents. <laughs> so don't even worry about getting me anything. Don't get me anything. Christmas is I won't coming get for me. you anything. It's yeah. fine. Uh, no, I was happy to get them something, but I didn't want them to fuss about me. Um, I was like, don't even worry. I've got great presents coming. Like Santa's been really good to me. Don't worry about me. Santa wasn't as good to me. <laughs> Do you want to say more about that? I I see a story in your eyes. Um, I don't want to make fun of my mum at all. I really love her. But you know how when you're gift giving, you have to kind of match the energy of the gift. I think we said in our previous podcast, we'd report back on matching correct gift purchases to the right people. Yes, which we're both really good at. We are. Um, so I'd noticed um, my mum had run really low on Chanel number no. five. And I also thought to myself, oh, that's the Chanel number five that my dad had bought her. Mm. And because he's dead through no fault of his own, (laughs) he can't buy her anymore. So I thought I'll do it. I'll buy her a new bottle of Chanel number five. Mm -hmm. That's the main present. Yep. So I always think of, we tend to do like one main present. And because I'm an only child, I'm just buying for mum. She's just buying for me. And then Mm. we're buying for grandma and grandma gives money to everybody. Fantastic. Absolutely everybody. Get, just gets gift. a card and money. Yeah, love it. From grandma. So, um, yeah, we typically do one main gift. The Chanel number no. five is the main gift. I get her a few other nice things. Um, those things can vary. Sometimes they're useful things, things that you need, things that you've expressed interest in. Santa brought me a salad spinner. Now... I've used the salad spinner. It's a good salad spinner. Okay, so it's rocking all the jobs it needs to do. I didn't have a salad spinner. I was fussing around. And I, I will admit, it makes How life How did you easier. live before? Were you just like washing it in the sink? Like I was washing lettuce and then I was patting it off between two tea towels. Okay. I don't know if that's what other people do. I wouldn't even bother. Okay. Um, but because I grow my own lettuce, I really do have to wash it because there's bugs and slugs and things in it. So I submerge it in the sink so all yeah, the slugs fair. come off. Mm-hmm. And then I need to spin all the water off. Um, and I didn't have a salad spinner. And I guess every time I went to my mum's house and used her salad spinner, I was like, oh, I should get one of these. And I was clearly never going to. So I got a lovely salad spinner. It's a push button one. You don't even have to put any muscle into it. Oh, no cranking involved. No cranking oh, involved. Oh, boy. That's luxury. Some coasters and a spoon. Now, I've seen the coasters and I quite like them. Then they're, they're nice coasters. They're also something I needed. But I realized I've entered the era of the useful gift. Yeah, I think, I think sort of mid to late twenties is we're getting objects and things that are very practical. The practical gift, mm. um, which is totally fine, but that's not at all the energy I had put into mum's presents. Ah, uh, okay, right. So we were mismatched. And it was okay, because I put that energy, like I put practical energy gift giving into myself. So this year, yeah, you did. Yeah, this year, um. I sent a list of things to my mum and she was just like, I don't know how to do online shopping. Here's like some money. And I was like, great. <laughs> so I got to order myself the presents yes. from my mum. Yeah. And the gifts I chose from my mum were exceptionally practical. Like I a, don't... Mm, were they? Well, at least one of them was. Okay. Like I bought a quite an expensive like iPad screen protector. Okay, right, right, right. So like very practical. Because the one... Oh, 
Yes, and... Are you thinking of the other things? I'm thinking of the things we bought together for your mum. Oh, sorry. No, I'm thinking of the things that she specifically gave me money to buy right, for right, myself. Right. Yes. Yeah, not for... No, the gifts I gave my family and my mum and my We're brother thoughtful. in particular... You could say thoughtful or you could say erratic. Eclectic, I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) Would you like... Yeah. Yes, eclectic. We went actually at the very end of the shopping into an op shop just for the the final gift buying. (laughs) Just on the off chance we find something that needs masked. You just don't know what you might find. You don't know. So, we go to the green shed op shop. Not the clothes one, but the stuff one. The stuff one. And in the one in the city is a bit more upmarket. Yes. I don't want to be classist, but it is. It is. They've picked through the things. And we each walked out of there with some stuff. We got some choice morsels in there. We got some choice morsels. The women behind the counter could not get enough of us. They really wanted to be friends with us. Um, I don't know if it was just the purchases or also the banter. Yeah. I did buy a present for myself in that shop too. Do you remember what they were? I remember what you bought. Yeah. So you, I bought myself, I only bought one thing, but I walked away with two. One of them was free. Yes. I bought myself um, a ring, just a sort of dress ring. Like it was a lovely. Little amethyst and some cubic zirconia in sterling silver. And I picked up this little bear and he had a tag on him and it said rescue bear free. He was sitting on a chair. He was sitting. And I thought, no, I shouldn't take him because someone else will want him. And the woman working there said, nobody wants him because he's so creepy. I'm looking at him right now. He is not creepy. He's He's not creepy. He's well loved. Yeah. He's falling apart. He's bald. I would have got him if you didn't get him. Many places. I think he belongs with you though. And I... I was enamored with this and free rescue bear. And I thought I've already got a rescue cat and a rescue dog. Get a rescue bear. You also can't walk past a free bear. That's cursed. Yeah. I think you're getting bad karma. That's how that. you get bad karma. So I walked out with a rescue bear in a ring. You, you walked out with a selection of objects that nobody <laughs> could imagine ever going together. <laughs> Did I get three things or four things? Okay. So you got the taxidermied Baby chicken. Okay, so I got my brother for... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Which you didn't want to touch and you made me carry. Yeah, I made you touch it. And then I put it in the cauldron for carrying. Okay, so... Okay, so I got a couple of weird things. You did. One thing was a present for my brother. It was a taxidermy baby chick. Yep. Which he loved. Did he love it? He loved it. What did he... Like, did you wrap it? What? Uh, I just chucked it in a Christmas bag. Okay. He's called it Gordon. Oh, sorry. Gordon. 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 Apt. Um, I'm not sure why, but he did. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I bought my mum a cheese cauldron, which some people might call a fondue okay, set. But it's not just any fondue set. Yeah. It's, it is like... It's a cast iron beast. Heaviest cast iron. It is genuinely a cauldron. It's a cauldron, but like it On has... On a stand. Yeah, and it's got anyway. It's and amazing. it's got cutouts for the fondue forks. And my sister was dubious about it. She's like, mm, "Are you sure?" And I was like, "Yes, I'm sure." And Excuse her. My mum loved it. Did she? Go- of course, she loved it. Yeah. No, she did. Not everyone would. Not every- no. I think it's um acquired. Yeah, taste. it's a very specific gift. Um, I got a present for myself. Did I get anything else? I can't remember. I think it was just between just- us: the rescue bear, the creepy bear, the taxidermied chicken. The cheese cauldron and the, the clogs. Lo- okay, the clogs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they and they are wooden shoes. They're, they are. They're clogs. They're big, real wooden clogs. Big old wooden clogs. I don't. Do you wear them? What are they for? So I have been wearing them. Have you? Pocket doesn't like them because they're noisy. They're noisy. Yeah. And also, I think he's weirdly freaked out by the. Change in change of height. Yeah. Okay. Because they've got they make you taller. They make me taller. Mm. And he's like, oh man, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, the, they're sensitive to change. They the are. dogs. Um. So I thought, since we went shopping together, um, we could talk about grocery shopping as well because that's an important part of the preparation for oh. Christmas. We've mentioned that my family order the food ahead mm-hmm. and then they do a market shop for the fresh produce in the lead up. So we've ordered the ham based on the number of people attending. This is all planned in like August, September. The stuff is ordered early November, late October to cater to that many people kind of twice over almost like you yeah. cannot have people leave hungry. When I was just shopping for myself, 
just normal grocery shopping um, amidst this kind of chaos of people. It's about the, is it Christmas Eve or is it, maybe it's before, I can't remember if it was before we met up or after. I had an incident and I immediately wanted to text you about it, but I didn't. Oh, okay. Because I want to know what you think happened here. Okay. I'm st- so I'm in Woolworths. Strapped in. I'm in Woolworths. It's busy. People are doing, there's like both members of couples have gone together so they can have a trolley each. Holy dooly. Yeah. Okay. It's busy. People are doing that thing where they shop for the Armageddon because the shop's going to be closed for one day. If that. Does me in. I don't like it. I only need two things. Mm-hmm. Because yep. I have a salad almost prepared and I'm out of two things. Mm-hmm. I need chickpeas and I need white wine vinegar. So I'm like, okay. all right, I'm going to break Easy it. things to get and it, they're non-perishable. So like... Boom. Easy things to get. Mm. One of my supermarket pet peeves, this might be divisive, going through the self-checkout with a trolley. Oh, uh, no. No. Hates it. You are n- it not allowed. It banned. It's not on. It, they, they're clearly not engineered to take a trolley. No, you can't because it stops all the time anyway as soon as you take... No, no, it's not on. And you're taking up the whole space. And then, okay, so even worse than this, and I'm really sorry, we're childless millennials. Nay, nay, we, I say. We do call ourselves poor parents, as in like dog P- parents. P-A-W. Cat parents, um, which will probably cheese off people who are actual parents. <laughs> Whatever. Going through the self-checkout with your Christmas hoard and letting your children help. I beg your pardon. Banned. Because they are not helpful. They're not helpful at all. Just for... I was writing something down. I had to stop. <laughs> because that's perturbed me so deeply. Get them out. Sorry. Off. Do... Okay. There are other ways you can do this shopping. You can go through a trained member of staff. All of the lanes are open. It's Christmas time. There yep. isn't even a queue. People are so averse to human contact that they will screw up the self-checkout for everyone else in order to avoid using a human checkout person. That gives me outrage. Outrage. The other thing, grocery shopping pet peeve, before we get to my incident. Okay. I don't know if you have any grocery shopping pet peeves. I've got a couple. Okay. The other thing that peeves me though is we all know what we're in for when we're walking into a Woolworths, Coles, Aldi at this time of year. Even a Harris Farm. You know what you're in for. You pre- you go in prepared. It is going to be busy. Yeah. There are going to be people browsing. There are going to be people looking for the best sales. There are going to be entire families in there, old people in there, people of all ability. You go in patient. My biggest pet peeve is yes. people getting the shillies, getting royally peed off in like the middle of an aisle where someone was already there and they're browsing and huffing and puffing about it. Mm, I know exactly the same. I cannot stand it. You chose to walk in here. You could have come at 8 p.m. You could have gone at 7 a.m. You could have ordered online. You could have gone to an IGA and paid the calm tax. You could have gone, yeah. Which is the increase in price on a good at an IGA to not have to deal with the crowds. I have done that. You can do that. That's I've driven an across town and shopped at the Hackett IGA. To avoid? To avoid, like, the fuss. But to stand in an aisle and pretend that you are not also part of the crowd and you are not also contributing to the crowd and that for some reason the fact that people want to look at which cereal to buy is an offence to your very soul, ooh, that gets me good. No, nah, that gets right up my goat. I don't like it. No matter how livid you are about your grocery shopping experience, you are not huffing and puffing at other people at that time no. of year. You hold it in and you huff and puff on a outside, podcast like, like any yeah. other white person would. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> We're going to whinge on a platform. Yes. Um, okay, so anyway, I'm in there. That's the vibe. I've got my chickpeas. Mm-hmm. I've got my white wine vinegar. I'm tossing up. Do I go through the self checkout? Mm hmm. Do I go through a human checkout? Mm-hmm. I see that there's a there's a free self-checkout. I start to move toward the self-checkout. For some reason, an adult man, an older adult man, mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's very hard to age adult men, to be honest. Gray hair. I'm not good at it, no. They could be, if they've got a good 
um, super, they could be approaching retirement age or already be retired. Okay. Okay. I don't know if they've mistaken my hesitation about deciding whether to go through the self-checkout or the human as like me being worried about finances. But they put a hand on my shoulder and he says, if you give me your number, I'll buy your groceries. Where was your greyhound to anticipate the audacity? What is that? Oh, my giddy aunt. And in my basket, I have, and I, I kept a tally of how much this cost, $1.65 worth of goods. I'm sorry. <laughs> the absolute nerve. If What? Okay, so I've got two questions. Okay, go on. Okay, question number one is what is happening in that described as older man? Yes. What's going on in his life or what has happened in his life that has led him to believe that at this point in the world we live in, that's an acceptable thing to do to a stranger? Number one. Questions okay, about that's that. number one question. Question number two. I really need to know exactly what you said and in the exact way you said it. I said, that's okay. I have a job. Oof. <laughs> okay. But I walked out of there and I was like, what? I guess I know what his end game was. It was to get my number. Yeah, but. Mm. Why offer to pay for $2 worth of groceries? Less. To get the number. And then I thought, is this how people get sugar daddies? Ooh. Oh, okay. Is that what that was? I don't know. Is that... mm. In which case, we need to not be at Woolworths. I need to be outside Gorman and you need to be keeping my dog in fresh sardines. Yeah, like none of that canned shit. None of stuff. Canned stuff. Like, I... What? Also... Are you setting... Sorry, you pretend that you're him. Yeah. Are you setting the right tone for sugar daddy vibes if you're buying $2 worth of groceries? Yeah, the person that you're approaching is buying $2 worth. I, no. So am I... Do I respect the openness about it being a transactional thing? I'll buy this, you give me that. Do I respect that or am I judging it? And I'm not sure. Mm, I don't, I'm off it. I don't <laughs> like it. Off it. Way off it. I don't like it at all. Also... Has he gone to Woolworths especially to do that? Is that a hunting ground for him? Oh, okay. Yuck. Yeah, that's question number three. Big yuck. That gives me the ick. I'm, that's mm. huge ick, right? Like, has he asked the next girl after me? How long is he staying at the self-serve checkout? I don't know. And I didn't really... I was, like, so shooketh by the whole... I mean, it, it's a horrible environment to be in. I don't like grocery shopping at the best of times at all. I do direct to boot. Like, I order <laughs> online and then You it avoid it altogether. Because I hate it. Okay. So I didn't stick around to find out, but man, was that a weird interaction. Do you remember if he was buying anything and what was he buying? I don't remember. I don't remember. He didn't have a trolley. I don't remember if he had a basket. Like, and it was before I entered the self-checkout. So I was still just kind of like near it, but not. So I don't know if he thought, maybe he thought I was hesitating because I didn't have enough money. And then my question is, what makes him assume that about you? But also... Then do you just offer to pay and not, not transactionally? N- yeah, yeah, like as a sort of, um, I don't know, good Samaritan. In exchange thing. for my number, sir. Like, yeah, the fact that it has to be an exchange. Yuck. Mm, Big no. yuck. So that was my weird. Anyway, that was Ew, my weird groceries. No, I hate that. Hates it. Ew, not cross it off. Ugh. Gives me big yuck vibes. Big yuck. Me. Okay. But do you think that's what he was going for? I think it's hard to be certain, but I think that that is, you're in the realm. I think... It, I think it's not unreasonable for you to assume that that's what was going on. Okay. I don't know that he'd had a good look at my basket, but anyway, <coughs> my $2 of groceries. Yeah, still, I don't like it. So anyway, if you are worried about the cost of living crisis, I can keep myself in chickpeas and white wine vinegar. Do not stress. Don't worry. Because I know that you also stockpile some other things. Yeah. So I tend to, when I go shopping, right, I write my list of things that I've run out of and then... Not anywhere near the level of someone who would be put on TV for like couponing, but I have a store cupboard. 
It's particularly cleaning products and dog products, pet products. I have a store cupboard where I go and I shop from the store cupboard. In your own home? In my own home. So I go and I take all of the things out of there and put them. So, oh, this sounds so mental. Um, So the cleaning products live near the thing that needs to be cleaned. So like the laundry products live in the laundry. The bathroom cleaning products live in the bathroom. The kitchen cleaning products live in the kitchen. Like a normal human being. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. So when they run out, I put them on a list. Then I set aside time to go to my store cupboard and I in your own home. shop from my store cupboard in my own home and replace all of the things. <laughs> and then I look at the store cupboard and I decide what needs refilling from the store cupboard. Inevitably, it's effectively nothing that needs refilling because I buy them when they're on sale. Mm-hmm. So I very rarely run out of a thing in the store cupboard, but it means at all times I've got about three toilet bleach ducks, three window glass wipes, Three sets of spray and wipes. Three sets of Ajax floor cleaners. Emergency conditioner. That is the one thing I actually have run out of lately, emergency conditioner. Oh, really? <laughs> Only because the conditioner I use is so expensive, I can't buy two at once. Yeah, no, we've got to wait till payday. Mm-hmm. But it is, it's specifically like dog poo bags, dog treats, yeah. um, and cleaning products are the things that I, I think they're the things I don't want to have to go to the shops for. Well, that was my, that I was going to ask, is it things that are a chore to buy? Yeah. Yeah. And... And they are expensive when they're not on sale. Yeah. And I don't I don't want to go specifically for that. Yeah. So I'll go for my fresh veg and food and stuff. Yeah, well, that makes sense. It's like, oh, well, I'm looking... Because you're getting something out of it. Another yeah. transaction. Exactly. You, you, you've got to go and get the stuff, but at least you're getting like a delicious dinner. And I enjoy the cooking. So I kind of like... I like the ritual of the browse in the shop under the right conditions. But you're not getting to enjoy poo bags. But I don't want to be forced to go. Because of some miscellaneous item. Yeah. I, so, yeah. I've got several shoe polishers. Like, yeah. How many shoes are you polishing? Almost none. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh so, anyway. So, the lead up is effectively vile. Yeah, it's not good. I understand some people love it. It's not for me. I don't know why they do, though. You fully opted out of it. You were I, like, just, I opted out. I think when I turned 25, I was like, no, nah, not doing this anymore. No. Um, and I've just stopped like, and just going back to, um, yeah. the like hideousness of the shopping experience yeah. around Christmas. And I know that I was like cool, calm and collected on that day that we you were so, we had a lovely day. I think because I just was like not pressured about anything. No. And also we'd had nearly a week off school. Oh, yes. We were refreshed. It makes a difference. So, cause I do this and I, this might be unpopular and Go I want to know what you think. Okay. Because... I, in the last sort of three or four years, have completely opted out, almost completely opted out of buying Christmas presents for people and even doing anything like I, I even forget, unless it's super significant, I forget to even write cards. Okay. I do cards. Yeah. I opted out of presents for staff. Yep. So that's mostly what I'm thinking of. There are staff, there are staff who bake Mm -hmm. and give out baked goods. That is so sweet and adorable. I cannot, I do not have, I love baking. I cannot do it in that last week of school. No, not on. Then there are staff who buy things. That makes me mildly uncomfortable. Yeah. uh, mm, Yeah. Because I'm not returning it. I got quite a few made things. Okay. So, okay. So this is, okay. So this is what I'm I'm wondering. I'm open to that. This is, this is where I need your insight. Yeah. So I got given a gift and a card. Okay. From every single person in my team. Holy moly. Um, and then some people from other teams. Oh my gosh. That's uh, too much to that respond tells you about to. The vibe that I am. I'm okay. So cool. Yeah. You are Mr. Um, Popular. No, I'm so cool. I'm a Libra. Whatever. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, and I only got, I only organized one gift for one person. Uh, okay. And... It was because that person was my teaching partner for the year. Oh, that's is, fine. And is transferring to a no, different school. No, that's totally fine. Okay, so what are the rules here? I don't think you can give whole staff gifts and expect them back. Yep. Okay. We had a few interesting strategies at work. So we had quite a few people do the, I'm just donating to a charity on your behalf. Oh, that's lovely. Love that. Dig yeah. that. All about it. It's still like a financial commitment at an expensive time of the year though. Yeah, like I don't want to have to do it, but if, if that's what you if you really want to give something to me, I'll feel good about that on your behalf, sure. That's nice. That's great. There was someone who did 
a card for the whole team. So just one card that said, you know, quite a few nice things on it. Still too much admin for me. In the middle of the desk for everyone to read with some gingerbreads. I mean, that's nice. I appreciate that. I think doing the whole team at once, also smart. Yeah, that's good. I did cards because I'm a card person. I really like cards. I keep cards. When my students want to buy me chocolates at the end of the year, I'm like, I would much prefer you write a card because I can keep that. Yeah. That's way more special to me. And I write my students' cards. So I also am a card person. Like Mm. I like to write cards. And when I do, Mm. I put lots of thought and I make sure that they're very kind of heartfelt like specific to the person yeah totally like i'm not just writing season's greetings yeah see you in 2023 i'm not writing that no um i'm writing like i'm putting a lot of and i think this is why i avoid it Mm -hmm. particularly this time of the year because it's such an effort because i know i'm doing it properly yeah and so i'm so careful about who it is and so people that i see all the time i tend not to write them unless I feel, and I, I don't know why I do. I think maybe because mm. I'm like, well, I see you like once a week. But you also, those people, mm. you write birthday cards. Okay, so you I always, always do birthday cards. And you do a very good birthday card. That is true. So they're going to get their opportunity. I'm getting cards. I'm just not doing it at Christmas because I don't have the spoons or the capacity for it. I don't have the spoons either, but well, no, that's not true. I do it. Yeah. But, but I, 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 I'm not doing presents. I'm not baking that's the line for me. I just can't do it. Like I just, there's too many other things in my brain and I can't, I cannot even conceive of the notion of going hunting for gifts for people that aren't like people who are in my nuclear family. Yeah. The other thing is, and I don't want to sound on a high horse about this, but I've started to feel a bit gross about like trash gifts, like gifts that you're giving for the sake and the plastic and, and the consumerism the, yeah. and the money someone spent on... And like, it's so well-intentioned, but a hand cream or a lip balm that you really didn't need. And I think because the older I get, I chuck, I'm continually yeah. chucking things out. I'm always trying to get rid of my stuff. I'm like, oh, I don't need this. And I get rid of it. I donate it or I try not to throw things in the bin too much, yeah. but I too, I try and give them away. The stuff accumulates so fast and I'm like, yeah. oh, do we need to be, do we need to be giving each other plastic crap to show our appreciation of the year that's been? No, we don't. And that's why I really appreciated the handmade gifts that I got. Yeah, that's lovely. I really respect that. I don't have the spoons, like you said, at that time of year. So the decorate, I got decorations from people as well, like Christmas tree decorations. Yeah, that's sweet. They were handmade. Like that's one so of them sweet. is a ha- is a tiny hand-knitted like Christmas stocking with that that letter T on it. Like I a, love that. Like a Fred and George Weasley jumper. Yeah, I love that. Another one is from someone's daughter is a glass artist oh, and beautiful. made a beautiful like glass etching. Yeah. Like it's absolutely stunning. Mm, I love that. I really yeah. appreciate those. But yeah, you can't, I can't reciprocate always. No, no. It's too much. The nuclear, the family present giving, mm. like we said, my family, um, so largely seeing my mum's side now just by virtue of my dad's side being in Perth mm-hmm. and both my grandparents on that side. Like we used to go for them to do the big roast. That was important to them. They were English. They wanted all of the traditional of the stuff. That um, was very yeah. straightforward. Everyone buys everyone mm. a present. Yep. Fine. We did really nice things for a while where we were like, oh, let's make it something upcycled, secondhand, handmade or edible. Yeah, I love that. And that was kind of the parameters. So we really tried to reduce that consumerism. The side of the family I spent Christmas with this year, for some reason, always makes present giving complicated. Like they cannot decide if this we is are- your a mum's side? Yeah. They yeah. can't decide if we're a secret Santa family, if we're a no presents family, if we're a presents for everyone family, and it causes some kind of drama every year. I have a question before you continue about yeah. this. Does anyone ever get their wires crossed about what the agreed sort of way forward is for that particular year? Absolutely, 100%. Oh, my God, okay. So, so last year, this happened really terribly one year, and we have a we also have a tradition of basically every Christmas has an incident. Okay. So every year you are waiting for the Christmas incident. Christmas landmarks. So one year the Christmas incident was that there was no custard for pudding. Okay. And that one of the old people was would not partake in dessert without custard. There was ice cream. There was cream. There was brandy butter. There was not custard. So one of the aunts is trying to make custard from scratch on a 40 degree day. The other great uncle is sitting there banging on the table just saying, I want my pud. 
but being denied it because we have not yet sorted the custard crisis. My mum is running to the shops to try and find some custard powder at a shop open on Christmas Day because we're trying to work out who's sober to fix the custard crisis. So that's one year. Another year, our fri- we're, we're doing Christmas. The fridge dies Christmas Eve. I actually remember this. We're continue. at Bingley on Christmas Eve buying, I think like the fridge and the dishwasher died, like buying all the appliances. And because they had a special on where if you spend so much money, you get a free turkey, we're coming home with 600 turkeys. Because they can't give them away after Christmas Day. <laughs> it's a New Year special. It's a different promo after that. So we've got yeah. a new fridge freezer, new appliances, 600 turkeys. Holy dooly. Another Christmas, this was um the last one that we hosted at the farm. We use gas bottles, obviously, because we're on the farm mm. for cooking. The gas dies. Run out of gas Christmas morning. Of course. Everything cooked on the barbecue. The weather. Every single thing. We've had that happen at a Christmas before. Yep. Ugh, so there's always a Christmas incident. And one year, the Christmas incident was they had decided on Secret Santa. This is the reason we went off Secret Santa for a while. Was this I've been Christmas. off it for years. I actually hate it. I, I hate it. I'm not a big fan. Um. So... They do the secret Santa. They forget to put a name in. Mm, no. <laughs> so someone gets two presents, gets bought for by two people. Mm-hmm. They double one name and they miss one out. And the name they miss out is an aunt's new girlfriend slash wife. Can't remember where they were at that stage. Okay. So immediately mm. it's a thing. Yeah. Immediately, it's a, the family doesn't approve of me thing. They've not bought me a present thing. You, but you, you, know, you can't sit with us because, you know, on Wednesdays we wear pink. Yep. Yeah. They're sending a message via Secret Santa to ostracize me and say that they hate me. <sighs> okay. Yep. So we had the Secret Santa incident. Um, so, yeah, it's never straightforward. Some people have already bought presents because we think we're doing presents. Then they announce there's no presents, but there's actually a Secret Santa. So it's not my fault that this year I got my wires crossed. Yeah, I, yeah, totally. And I forgot the secret Santa, but because I'd already started buying presents for people, I had a present for him anyway that was already specific and unique. And it was a set of Canberra themed bus shelter coasters. I have seen those and I really want okay. to lean They're into They're so good, yeah, right? Canberra merchandise. So I had those for him, but I didn't have them for him on the day. Quick side note. I saw a shirt the other day that said, I love Glenlock Interchange and I really wanted to buy it. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> At our school, um, the sexual health people come in every year yeah. and they give out postcards encouraging people to wear condoms. Great. Love that. Yep. If it's not on, it's not on. Right. I was going to say that's what we had when we were young. So they've basically got that, but it's a picture of the owl statue with a condom over it. Oh my giddy arm. Genius. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I'll get you one just, okay. to, just to give out. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to give it out to, but. Just to have. <laughs> just as a little keepsake. Um, can't do any harm. It's amazing. That's fantastic. That's good public health yeah. policy, right? So anyway, so the present, the present stuff is tricky. Um, and there's always an incident. Hmm. Did you have any Christmas incidents? I'm trying to think because... I feel like your Christmas is very different to my Christmas. Yeah. Okay. And also, historically, there is a Christmas incident mm-hmm. and usually it's my fault. <laughs> 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 it has been said that sometimes there's a little bit too much Baileys and a fight oh. with a sibling. Oh, I'm an only child, but I would expect nothing less. I look forward to it. I don't know what everyone's yeah. got their... Everyone gets their knickers in a twist about it. And I don't know why, because it's one of my favorite I traditions. think it's healthy. I like it. You're gearing up for it. You know, like there's there's some kind of um, tradition in... Ooh, somewhere in South America. I, f- I read this on the internet quite recently, but I forget where. Somewhere in South America, um, where in this particular community on like Christmas Eve or like New Year's Eve or something... Mm-hmm. Um, they anyone they've had like beef with yep they get in a fist fight about it they Amazing. get it all out of their system and they start the year start afresh they start i clean. love i and love I'm, that and i'm like i healthy turns out i've just been employing that at christmas yeah without even knowing amazing <laughs> um so you have I, like a, a routine yeah. kind of christmas incident yeah but you're looking forward to it not this time not oh, this time beautiful and I wonder if it's because i started the day not with my family okay I was going to say, is it bad? I think I might have texted you this. Is it you bad do. that I'm loving the solo Christmas morning? It's not bad at all. We loved it. It was so nice. So, because I was up quite early, which now I also never do this on Christmas. No, you never. I have been 
like rallying for a late Christmas start for years. It's not a thing. Um, and there was there was one particular Christmas which I I don't think I can talk about on the podcast, but there was a particular <laughs> Christmas Eve at my house, which resulted in everybody not getting out of bed until about nine thirty the next day. Okay. There was a particular. I'll tell you later. But a there particular was a, incident. There was a particular thing. An off air incident. Yep. <laughs> And everyone slept in. And I was like, yes, thank God. Like, more of this. Yeah, more of this. Um, I didn't sleep in. I was up early, but I was really enjoying the time. Just me, mm. the dog, going for a walk. Yeah, so I get up at like 6.30 and my dog's up and I feed him because I'm thinking I'm going to have to feed him soon so that he can travel in the car and yeah. not like, you know, make a fuss. Not that he ever has, but no. just in case. Also, so they can poo before you get... Like, it's okay. the worst thing to yeah. get out at someone's house and they immediately take a dump. Yeah, so I have trained him now. He goes, he has food and immediately yeah. relieves himself. Exactly. Um, Same. Same yeah. here. Yeah. Good parenting. We are great parents. We're all over this. Poor parents, P-A-W. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I'm getting a coffee and whatever. And then I think to myself, do you know what? Jared and Courtney have slept far too long. It's 7 a.m. on Christmas. Oh, no, you didn't. And so I turn the music right up and I wake them up with the Jingle Bell Rock. You don't. Oh, and I was like, get out of bed, you two. And it was. I cannot. And they loved it. They, they loved were like, it? oh, my God, okay, oh, fine. They liked a bit of energy about and it. And I was like, I cannot believe the dad energy about me right now. You have really strong dad energy <laughs> lately. Someone was saying to me that they love your dog dad era. Oh, who? Do you know who it was? It was Patrice. Oh, was she? Okay, fantastic. Patrice, and Brom was joining in. We were all in agreement that we love your dog dad energy. Oh, they're so for it. Patrice has been trying to make me have a baby since I was 23. <laughs> <laughs> so. Look. <laughs> That might take some planning, but anyway. Yeah, look, that also <laughs> resulted in another interesting conversation more than once. Oh, I bet, I bet. <laughs> okay, well, so yeah, we had, as you would expect, an incident. Um, yeah, tell so, me about so it. So basically, um, my cousin, in air quotes, ruined Christmas. Okay. And I'm going to have to think about how to tell this story um, in a respectful way. All right. So... Like, we're not quite post-COVID. COVID's still a thing, right? We've all got elderly grandparents and whatever, and it's a concern that every Christmas might be a super spreader. We're still afflicted, yeah. Yeah. And we've got some who are in nursing homes, things like that. You've got a rat test before you can visit. So there are all these complications sort of around any gathering mm -hmm. that everyone's aware of. My cousin... <laughs> My cousin comes to stay at her family home. Her parents are away. It's in the lead up to Christmas. Okay. She's like, I'm back in town. Whatever, I'll come and stay in the house. Home alone. Lovely. Maybe see some friends. Perfect. Instead, she's immediately on the Tinder. Oh, boy. So I'm calling this the Tinder Swindler Christmas. Because <laughs> we, we have the pudding Christmas, the fridge Christmas, the custard Christmas. Like, we give oh, them names. So this mate. is Tinder, Tinder okay. Swindler Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's on the Tinder. Um, and in the lead up to Christmas, a few days before Christmas, we get a message that says, um, so-and-so has tested positive for COVID. This is the cousin? Mm. Yeah. By the day of Christmas, it'll be day eight. Okay. Let us know if you're G or not. And so a Christmas that was meant to be 30-ish people is down to seven. I'm going to remind you that we order the meat in advance. Several animals have died. Several animals have died for this spread that was meant to be 30-ish people and is now down to just my nuclear family and her nuclear family. Your mother's been deboning a pheasant for two days. Okay, mum was, was on the antipasty this year. Oh, okay, fine. Um, but I can tell you the origins of the exact pig we ate, if you like. I'm so sorry, the vegetarians. Look, they... We're farm people. Mm, yeah, we're from the country. Okay. So so we asked grandma, she's 93, are you still comfortable going? She's very much living by a like live and let die kind of attitude. She I is believe, going to enjoy herself. What was the phrase you messaged me that she says? Um, oh, something's got to take me. Yeah, something's got to take me. <laughs> I've got to go sometime. <laughs> I'm going to be living my life in the meantime. Like oh, she boy. And she lived in Melbourne. She did the lockdowns. She lived alone. It was really isolating. It was really hard. Her family don't live in the same state. Can you imagine being her. 90 years old and locking down for 400 days? Yeah. No. Nah. So 
She's not living in fear of the COVID. No, she doesn't care. She's also vaccinated up the hoo-ha, just to... Not <laughs> literally. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually a new technique. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> As you were saying. I don't know what the phrase was. I was looking there, but she's... Can I add that to a different list? <laughs> yeah. We'll explain the other she's list. She's incredibly like. vaccinated. <laughs> um, she's 93. She's going to enjoy herself. She wants to come to Christmas. So we go, they go. On the Christmas Eve drinks with just the cousins, no adults, no adults allowed, where we talk about the things we want to talk about without the grown-ups there. I also had a cousin Christmas, but <clears> yes, <throat> I want to hear about yours. Someone says to my cousin, well, how did you get the COVID? And I fully expect she's not going to know because how do you really know these days? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Could be in the supermarket. Like literally you can't know. So I think she's going to be like, I don't know. I live, I live in a city. Who knows? She goes all red. She goes, so I was on the Tinder. I had someone over. I fully knew they had, I knew they had it. They hadn't tested positive, but I knew. Your cousin knew. She knew. She had them over anyway. They had their fun. In the morning, both test positive. This is where this gets chaotic. They lock down together. With what, the Tinder? The new, yeah. They isolate. The stranger. The stranger. <laughs> they isolate together, um, which is apparently has its ups and downs because her older sister says she gets a phone call about once a day where the cousin who's had the stranger over who's in lockdown has a kind of menti b about being in the room with this person and, and trying to get them to leave so her big sister doing her duty mm-hmm. drives from melbourne to canberra a with what? no money oh, runs out of petrol at yes Gunder guy. Somewhere. No money. Yep. Some boys behind her in the Christmas spirit take pity on her and give pay $20 worth of fuel for her to make it to Canberra to sort all of this out. So it was actually a lovely Christmas. But the reason it was so small and relaxed, but there was so much food is because of... The Tinder swindler. Unadulterated horniness. There's no other way to say that. my cousin was a dad urgent. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that phrase has a particular story that we can't share just Uh, now. So so this is the Tinder Christmas. Tinder COVID. Gosh. I'm reeling from this because it's so insane. A stranger. Everyone else drops out of Christmas. 30 to 8. Oh my. I know. Wow. Oh boy. Uh, But it was really lovely. I had a lovely time. I bet. I would. Oh, yeah. We had a small Christmas too and it was nice. We just went. Mm. God, it's so nice. Yeah. It was. I really enjoyed it. My brother and I just hung out and. Have you ever spent a Christmas not with your family? Yes. Oh, when was that? I was overseas. Oh, that's right. I had one. Mm. I was with family, but not with my mum. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and I was in Perth and she'd broken her leg and the country was on fire. Oh, that was the same Christmas that I was over. But you, oh, we spent yeah. the same one away. Yeah. Because yeah. I sort of think about like all of that interesting politics around when you have a partner and you have to choose yeah. which parents you're going to spend the Christmas with. And I kind of dread having to make that choice. Mm, I just, I don't know. I'll just be doing what I want. Well, yeah, you, I think that, and that's the only way to do it. But you've got siblings. Yeah. I Surely Sue's going to have someone there. Well, yeah, so... um, You could share it. No. No. No, I'll just get rid of it. No, I don't know. Like, I I actually didn't love my Christmas away from my family because I thought, yep, this is it. I'm just, like, having my grown-up Christmas this year. Mm -hmm. And I was in Japan, Mm. and I actually... I felt this incredible like sense of missing out mm. because it wasn't just like Christmas with my like nuclear fam, like all my family it was, was a together. Big one. Yeah. They were like, it was a big one. They were all together. It was the first time in years that that had happened. Yeah, that's right. Sad. Everybody was down the coast. And I really like, I, I felt missed like it. I really missed out yeah. on it. 
Yeah. And because my Christmas in Japan wasn't super... Like, I was, you know, I was having a great time. Yeah. But it was... Um, there were certain things that made it not as great. Mm. Um, and it didn't feel really like Christmas. No. Because you don't... It's not like here because, you know, like Christmas, is, you know, kind of happens. Yeah. But they don't... It's... I don't know how to explain this. It's not really... A, like, it's not a public holiday. It's like, it's not... A thing that yeah. you know, like it goes on, but it's not a, it's not a stop the nation kind of ordeal. Yeah, which it totally is. Which here. it is here, right? Yeah. Like shops aren't open. Yeah, it's not like that. There. There's nothing else you'd be doing. You don't Christmas really things. see the decorations anywhere. Yeah. Like sometimes there's like a, you know, there might be like a Santa booth, or there might be a thing in a train yeah. station that's got like you know wreaths and stuff, and you can take photos or whatever. Yeah. But it's not, it doesn't like pervade your sense of mm. like space yeah. with the Christmassiness yeah. of it all. Which sounds nice. Yeah. But in reality. Because I think if I'd been in probably a European country, because it was cold, it was cold. It was nice to have like cold Christmas and then, you know, you could like. Rug up. Yeah. Wear a cool jumper. Yeah. Like in, you know, it felt like fun and Christmassy, but you didn't see Christmas anywhere. Yeah. And if I was in a European country, that would have been different. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like I felt, I didn't just feel like I missed out on Christmas with my family. I felt like I missed out on Christmas altogether. Mm. So I was in That Perth. was really weird. And I went for my family. They have a tradition which I really like, which is to go first thing to a dog beach. That is a great tradition. So that's Christmas dog beach outing. Yeah. But we did that and then that was it. And so I kind of missed the pomp and ceremony because my family are so into that. Um, And I think it must have been, oh, one, both my grandparents were still alive, but one of them only just. So we went to the nursing home. Um, But I missed the dead animals on the table. I miss the pomp, the ceremony, the mm. the friggin' hot house because you've roasted several animals in a 40-degree Perth summer. Mm-hmm. The room temperature baileys that I don't even enjoy. Like, those things do matter, which is an interesting... Sometimes you have to miss out on to reflect on. Yeah, and I think that's when I decided, when I came back, I was like, I'm going to do Christmas, but I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. Um, I think it's an important reflection. I think that's a good... I kind of look forward to... I don't know, when our generation take over the Christmases. Speaking of our, like, millennials taking over Christmas, I also had a cousin Christmas. Yes. Which was actually, it actually happened the week before Christmas. Which I think is sensible because with my cousins, it's Christmas Eve. Oh, no. And we're seeing each other on Christmas anyway. Oh, you're seeing each other tomorrow. See, I didn't see my cousins on Christmas Day. Yeah. We all got together a week before. We had our Christmas, like, we had a great time. Um... We had a lot of beers, we hung out, we lit a fire, uh, and in true millennial fashion, nobody brought a child, everybody brought oh, a dog. Beautiful. You were only allowed entry into Cousin Christmas if you had a dog. Plus one dog. Plus one dog. Amazing. Um, so everyone came as a poor parent, which oh, I frothed. Gosh, I love that. It was so great. And we've come up with a tradition that we missed out on this year because we naively didn't realize you have to book, but next year we will be doing a Santa photo. Oh. With our greyhounds, you, me, pocket, poppy. Don't think we didn't try and arrange it. We and that did. will be the present for the mums. Oh, grandmas are going to love it. They're going to go nuts for it. They, mm, boy, the, boy, boy, yeah. do they love it. The other thing we do have to think about before we wrap up, which I don't think we've mentioned on the podcast before, but oh, this yeah. whole year we've had a theme. <laughs> and we have to pick a theme for next year because tomorrow is New Year's Eve. We've got one sort of carryover thing from the theme from this year that we're going to continue into January only because we can't do it sooner. Okay. But our theme this year, we really like theatre. We like arts. Um, but there's so many things to choose from that you've got to have some way to narrow down what you're going to select to go see. I loved our theme. And our theme this year was basically adults only, not in a dirty, gross way, in an artistic way, burlesque, cabaret. We saw some nude magicians. Oh my, I forgot about that. That was so funny. Um, I've booked us for Dracula next year. I booked it this year, so it counts. Dracula's Cabaret in Canberra yep. Yep. for my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, we did, We did. what else did we do? We've got also the life drawing coming up. And we're going to go and do some life drawing. Which I think is still in the same vein. I think it's in the same vein. It's art around kind of celebrating the human form. Yep, totally. Um. I will say the nude magicians, I fully overestimated the magic skill and fully underestimated the amount of nudity that there would be. I am going to have to agree with that. Like I was really there to see some, see some magic. 
And okay. I did I did not. I don't know if I've mentioned this, but I am a little bit still disappointed <laughs> about the lack of magic. There was a very thinly veiled magic. So thinly veiled. And like the tricks weren't really that good. There was almost no narrative. Yeah, no. Like I've... I love those magic shows that are a story. Oh, yes. Illusionist stuff. Oh, let me... so we need to pick a new theme for next year. We'll have to think on that. Maybe we get some feedback. Some from suggested the themes. Yeah. And they still have to be things we can participate in and go and do and see and sort of artsy. They tend to be, yeah, sort of more arts culture. Yeah. Like, like um, you know, a theme. We could do comedy. We could do, I don't know, we could do classics. Could be anything. Yeah. Or like could be appropriation. Yeah. I don't know, whatever it is. We need a new theme to help <clears> us <throat> choose what to engage with because there's so much happening in Canberra post-COVID. Yeah. Also, like we get overwhelmed. With and the, the expense. Like you have to, cho- you got to choose. Oh, yeah, we do it. Could be musical theatre. That could be a theme. Ooh. Like yeah. just theatre. Yeah. M- musical. Musical theatre. Yeah, musical yeah. theatre. Oh, yeah. Okay. It could be up and comers. Like we could try and seek out some lesser known. Oh, okay. So like um, it's like Triple J unearthed. But it's yeah, like, but it's us. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like Uno reverse because we're doing the unearthing. Yeah, we're doing the unearthing. <laughs> but we also want to be unearthed. Yeah, in a way. <laughs> Okay. Sometimes I really, I'm like, oh, that'd be fun. And then I'm like, oh my and God. Also be a lot of work. It'd be a lot of admin to like. Yeah. You know. And pressure. <laughs> so that's something for us to think on. Let us know if you have a suggested theme to help us in the arts world. We'd love to know. Um, And shall we sign off? Yeah, let's do it. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And, oh, you know, or season's greetings or whatever. Happy is holidays. You- if you're on holidays. Season's greetings. Season's greetings indeed. Yeah. Seasonal greet. <laughs> okay. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye. 